did it to one of the least of these, my brothers. You did it to me. Amen. Hey, guys, I wish we'd have told you before. I've told you uh, before we got started, but uh, those of you guys that are tuned in, watch this live stream, treat it just like you would here at church. I would ask you that you get settled in, get you a cup of coffee, go to the bathroom, get set, you know, so you don't have to get up, and turn your phone off. It could go off at any time. Last night I had the honor of officiating Paul McKnight and Morgan's. I was telling some of the guys this morning, Morgan Allen's wedding. And I'm pretty good at cutting my phone off whenever we get into something like that. He was at a small church. It was very quiet, but just family there. And uh, I stuck my phone in my back pocket. It was on vibrate. I had forgot I had used the GPS to find this little church out in the backwoods. And I had been there about 30 minutes, and apparently right in the middle of the service at the quietest moment, out of my back pocket comes, in 800 feet, take a left and go west. <laughs> so turn your GPS off, too. And I'd like for you to do that every week before the music starts and, and to be able to uh, let, uh, let the musicians usher you into worship. And uh, anyway, Merry Christmas. We're going to uh, we're going to be in part 22 today. I'll kind of veer next week. I want to go into a Christmas message, and but uh, we're going to part 22 this week about a faith that that works when when life don't, and it's kind of part two of last week's a faith that passes the test of life. And we started off last week in James one, uh, two, and three says, "When tests and challenges come at you from all sides, know that under pressure, your faith life." is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Then we went to Psalm 53. It says, God looks down from heaven on the whole human race to test and see who is acting with understanding and truly seeking him. Are we acting with understanding? Then we drop down to 2 Corinthians 13, 5. says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is really genuine. Test yourselves. Examine yourselves. Look inside. We, we, we talked about several tests. In these, these two weeks, we're going to be talking about a test through viral infirmity. And last week, I, I tried to answer one question, is, is there, or actually two, when do plagues happen in the Bible and what's the reason for them? And the three things we talked about was when they, they, they happened in the Bible and the reason was for them was, number one, when we ignore God's rules for living. And then we said, when we allow injustice and inequality, God hates injustice. He hates inequality. And then we looked at when leaders sin and disobey God. We're all leaders of some sort. Whether it's at church, whether it's in our community, whether it's in our family, we're leaders. Well, I urge you to go back and, and, and watch that last week and, and, and kind of catch up if you didn't get to. But this week, we're going to answer the last two questions on that. Is uh, The first question we're going to answer is, what should we be doing during our plague? The last question we'll answer during this one is, when are we going to be able to worship together again? So let's look at the first one. What should we be doing during our plague or our pandemic right now? And I'm going to ask you to keep on continuing 
doing these two things. That's actually kind of redundant, but keep continuing these two things. Number one, continue to worship God. During this time, continue to worship God. Pray. Pray and ask God to, to end this pandemic. You and I should do what David did when and he caused the pandemic. We keep praying until the pandemic ends. 2 Samuel 24, 25 says, David built an altar to the Lord there. And he gave offerings of worship to God. And the Lord answered his prayer and the plague was stopped. We need to do what David did. We need to build an altar in our heart, maybe in our home. And we need to pray and we need to worship God and ask him to, to end this. God heard David's prayer. And the plague was stopped when David worshiped God. Guys, continue worshiping God in your home. Continue worshiping God in your small groups. But we got to keep continuing to worship God in this pandemic. The second thing we have to continue doing is this. We got to continue to serve people. We got to continue to serve people. There's so many, many people with needs right now. Some of you may not know it, but we're working on something uh, uh, here at North Point that we're, we're just getting started in the infant stages, the planning stages right now uh, for, for 2021. I'm trying to organize a group of people. We're going to our community and, and we're going to hunt the needy. We're going to hunt the needy. We're going to have monthly events, whether it's set up in a neighborhood and, and give out hot dogs and, and just love people. We're going to set up and have, have maybe some concerts. You know, we're going to do some fun things down at the Unity Center. But, but we're, we're going to go after folks. We're going to love one another. We're going to go to them. We're going to need some volunteers. We're going to need you to serve. And, and, and you know, as Paxton said, we need volunteers at the food pantry right now. Right now. You, you know, uh, Bob and Susan, they could, they could really use them down there. And, and because whether we're in a pandemic or not, Bob and Susan are still averaging feeding 1,000 families a month. People still need food. Let me give you a scripture that I believe that, that God wants us to continue to do through this pandemic. Number 1648 says, Aaron the priest stood between the living and the dead until the plagues were stopped. Aaron the priest. The Bible tells us over in the New Testament, we're all priests. Every one of us, every believer is a priest. And it says, he stood between the living and the dead until the plague was stopped. That's you and me. We're priests. And uh, I think that's a job description for every Christian right now as, as we're to be in the middle between the living and the dead in this pandemic, building a bridge of love, reaching out to those who are dying and living. You know, one of the ways that you can keep yourself fresh and, and, and alive and, and upbeat during all this and, and it's, to, it's to find somebody out there that's worse off than you. 
help them. Ways to get better. Look for ways in your own life to serve others who are going through a tougher time than you are. I'm telling you, it gets the focus off of you. It gets your focus off your own problems. You know, if you're living at home with no kids, you, you know, like I am, you know, we got our own problems. But if you got kids, your stress is, it, it goes up, it goes up a little more. You know, going, going to school's even even tough right now. Your stress goes up higher. If you're a single parent, your stress is over the top. You know, you're a hero to me. If you're a single parent, you're right up there. You're trying to put food on the table, trying to keep your kids in school and take care of them and trying to work. You're an absolute hero to me. You know, I've heard uh, lots of times in, in, the, in the community, we're all in the same boat. No, we're not. Remember, I told you at the beginning of this series, we're not in the same boat. Some of us are in yachts. Some of us are in rowboats. And some of us, us are just clinging on to driftwood. Amen? Amen? We're not in the same boat. So find someone that's got more stress than you and help them out. I just spoke with someone a while ago. When you do that, that's going to raise the joy in your own life. It'll raise it in your own life. So I ask you as your pastor, don't go through this thing thinking about yourself. Continue to worship, but also continue to serve. Find somebody that you can help out. You know, whether it's food distribution or not, I'm telling you, at the food pantry, there's always needing volunteers. I wish we could get a group of people that, that you know, were kind of didn't want to leave their home, but they could use their phone. And we could give them a list of people that were sick, and they'd just give them a call and encourage them, you, you know, while they're homeward bound with this, this COVID. I'm going to tell you another little simple ministry that I've seen. It actually started last year, and he brought it back up. He, this, this Jeremy Phillips in our church, he made a coat rack. He puts it in front of the diner in town. And, I'm, and, and it's just a simple ministry. People leave coats and then and people that, that are cold come get them. It's a simple ministry. It's a simple ministry, but people are warm because of a coat rack that he built. It's things that we can do. There's always some, somebody out there. There's always somebody out there that we can help. We got teachers that are that are stressed out at our local schools because of this pandemic. Kids on quarantine, teachers on quarantine. And, and, and it makes their job stressful. Now, we can do something to help. I don't know what, but we can do something just, just to cheer them up. A church our size could really impact our community. It really, really could. Find a place to give back. You know, the happiest people in our church right now are those who are serving. You guys know Renee Andrews? She called me the day before yesterday. She's down in Florida. And she was just giddy and laughing. Now, she wasn't giddy and laughing about Florida. I don't think it was. But Renee's also ahead of the benevolence team. 
And she was down there getting together a, a meal for the Harris family that Paxton just mentioned they'd lost her mom, JJ. Chick, whatever you call him. He got a bunch of different names. But Renee was just so excited to serve and so happy to serve. There was joy in her voice. There's lots of other ministries that you could help out with. Leanne told me she'd started a ministry uh, that, that we're all getting into. She's, she's actually employed a lot of us men. We're going to be sending, she's got up these Christmas cards, and we're going to be sending them to men down in Celebrate Recovery in Florida. We just want to ride and encourage a note. She said, I've never received so much joy. See, there's things that you could do. Just find someone that needs you. You don't have to get me to point you that way. But here's the third question. One that a lot of you have. When are we going to be able to worship together again? Well, I know there's a lot of smaller churches that have already started meeting together again in their churches. We're happy for them. We are happy for them. We don't, you know, we don't feel any competition. We're not jealous of that. We're on the same team, amen? amen. We're on the same team. That's good for them. That's a good thing. You know, we came back together in, uh, on June 28th uh, for a little while, and, and we grew. You know, it was kind of bittersweet. We, we almost grew too fast. And, and we saw a lot of new faces, but then the COVID spiked among us. And we stopped it. And so we're virtual again. Because as big as our congregation is, and you don't listen very well, people hugging and stuff, and we sing loud and at the top of our lungs. If we were back together again, we could spread this virus like wildfire. I think it's called a super spreader. I don't want to be a super spreader, y'all. So I got to tell you, in this community, we'll probably be the, the last church to open. We'll probably wait till the stadiums open. Let me give you a few reasons why we're waiting to open public worship. I want to tell you, we're not in a hurry. Number one, because nothing much has changed since March. It may have even been worse. It's not even, it's just not any safer right now. Well, we're more frustrated, but there's no cure. There's no vaccine on the market yet. I think it's in the work. The only thing that's changed is that people are more impatient. They're more frustrated. The second thing is we want to be fair. We don't want to frustrate people. You know, we can't gather in, in our large groups. So how do you determine which 50 people get to come to church? We want to be fair. It would frustrate people if we turned them away at the door. And I don't want to do that. The third thing is, it's a safety issue. 
It's not a First Amendment right issue. This is not a government infringement limiting the freedom of religion or the right to assemble. Guys, churches are not the only thing that, that, that are closed. Try to go see a movie. Concerts. Even most sporting events. Guys, we're not being discriminated against as a church. This is a health and safety issue. Number four. Some churches are willing to gamble with the health and the safety of their members. But by opening before the vaccine, that's their right. As your shepherd, though, as, as your pastor, who really, really does love you, I'm commanded and I'm called by God to protect this flock. And I'm not willing to gamble your life. Just not willing to do that. So that I can have a live, a live audience to teach to. I'm sorry, guys, but you're more important. You're more important than that. I don't want North Point to be that super spreader. And I don't want you to be a part of that. In a church our size in this community, contract tracing, I believe is what they call it, would be impossible. You see, it's a love issue. Me and the elders, we care about you. We care about you. Number five, I was telling Leanne this morning, our church is far more than a worship service. It's far more than a worship service. We have five purposes in our church. Worship is just one of them. We have fellowship. We have discipleship. We have ministry. We have outreach. You know, lots of churches only have one, one purpose, and that's their worship service. And, and, and I don't want to do that. I we're a five-fold church. To me, if you just have one thing, that's a flaw that's being revealed right now. You know, and, and if you can't have that worship service, you won't have anything. But our church is, is built on five purposes. You know, worship gets slowed down, but we got four others going on. So is it correct to say that North Point's been closed during COVID-19? We're open. We're open. The only thing that's been closed is the, the Sunday morning worship. Ministry, outreach, fellowship, discipleship, it's still going on. It's still keeping on. I tell you, I wish you could come up here on early Sunday mornings. We got men meeting in small groups with email. We got the women about to be geared up if they hadn't have already. There's still small groups going on. And you heard Paxton talking about uh, plumping up, and we fixed them again, more outreach places. We're going outside these walls. And I'll tell you something else, since we've been to started online worship, our attendance has doubled. Our attendance has doubled. That's growth. I want to tell you, we aren't foundering. Many folks are turning to God. We're having a business meeting tonight. 
And Paxton didn't tell you what it is, but it's on the budget. We're going to adopt the budget in 2021. Guys, we're proposing an increase in our giving to ministries in 2021. Next, we're still winning folks to Christ. Even being virtual, we're still winning folks to Christ. That's enough said. Next, and our outreach strategy is different. It's different. I told you I just had a meeting the other night with about 20 people uh, at the Unity Center. Some are in our church and, 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 and some are not. Guys, I'm not interested in how we get our community back in the church. I'm more interested in how we get our church back into the community. Do you follow me? That's what I want to do. That's, what, that's where I want, to, I want to lead you. We're a, we've invented ministries. We've adjusted our ministries in this community because of this COVID, food pantry, upward still going on, Awana still going on, EMA, CR. So guys, let's focus on getting Jesus back in the community. I want to focus on that. Next reason is the Bible says that, that there's a time and a purpose for everything under heaven. Time to heal. Time to laugh. And time to cry. Time to plant and a time to harvest. We want our folks to focus on maturity and, and, and ministry and, and the community. You can still, guys, you can still invite folks over to your house to watch it online together. I'm telling you guys, when you uh, express your frustration to me, I want to ask you two questions like I have other people. Number one, are you active in a small group? And I'm talking about when you, you voice your frustrations about not meeting on Sunday morning. Are you active in a small group and are you serving in a ministry? The worst and the loudest complainers are the ones that say no to both those questions. I'm not in a small, no, I'm not in a small group. No, I don't serve in anything. You're the loudest complainer. You're not involved. You're not serving. The people that, that are serving together are the happiest. People that are serving others are joyful. It's got to be much safer for all of us to meet together. Probably the last thing is I want you to remember that everything that we do at North Point, we do it out of love and we do it out of faith. Love for God, 
and love for people. It's impossible to serve any other way, I believe. We got to love God, love people. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I want to tell you, for some of you naysayers, we're not afraid of anything. We're not anxious about anything. We are patiently trusting God. And while we are patiently trusting God and waiting for us to be able to return in worship together, we're going to continue to worship him. We're going to continue to serve. Because more people are coming to Christ than we ever have. And you and I ought to celebrate that. Amen. We ought to celebrate that. Meet one-on-one. Meet one-on-one. And you'll see that you have nothing to complain about. God is using ordinary people in extraordinary ways. Continue to worship. Continue to serve. Why is that happening? Because North Point church folks are more interested in living out their faith than sitting in a chair listening about their faith. Let me say that again. North Point members, committed members, are more interested in living out their faith than sitting in a chair and listening about their faith. You know, we don't, this is my prayer, that we don't wear our faith as an armor for protection. We wear our faith as a fragrance. Wherever we go, I want people to see that we don't wear our, our faith as a defensive armor to argue and fight with people. But we would wear our faith as a fragrance to make people want to get to know Jesus. I want us to be attractive. So my question to you is, how are you wearing your faith? Are you wearing it as an armor to protect you against all the evil, wicked, mean, nasty people who disagree with you? Are you wearing your faith as a fragrance? Are people attracted to you or are they repelled from you? Or by your faith? Christmas Eve service. I'm winding up, but I want to tell you about our our Christmas Eve service. It's going to be different, but we're still going to do it. Only three families are going to be inside the sanctuary. We're going to serve communion. And uh, we're going to live stream it. There's going to be some folks set up outside under the awning, whatever that thing's called. And they're going to be handing out these little, little to-go communion cups and they're going to be there I think between 6.30 and 7.15 we're going to live stream at 7.30 we want you to be able to have time to get your cups you can drive through and get your cups and you can just go out in the parking lot and sit 
and watch it on your phone, on your live stream, or it'll give you some time to go home. But we're going to provide that, that stuff for you. You got to see this cutest little cup of juice. Got a little wafer on the top with cellophane on it. It's, it's really, it's communion on the go. But it's pretty neat. But you can do that right out front. You can pull in the parking lot and we can take communion together at the same time under that star or the cross or whatever's up that night. And then you can go home. You can go home. I'm ready for Christmas. Aren't y'all? But you know what? I don't think I was until the other day. Conga boy's niece, Aslan, she's about six. They posted on my Facebook that they go by my house from time to time going home. Said, Pastor Jim don't have any, any lights on on his house. What's wrong with him? got me to think I guess I haven't been in the Christmas not that I'm going to put lights up <laughs> yeah but I haven't focused on Christmas much I too much on my mind but this morning before I close I want to read you Luke chapter 2. You see, we celebrate that hope is here. God promised us hope. And he came in the form of Jesus Christ. He was born in a manger. Hope is here. And we celebrate that. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Cornelius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him at the end. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Hope is here. Hope is here. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. I thank you for a little girl that noticed I didn't have any lights on. 
that pointed this old man back to the reason for the season. Thank you. Hope is here. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Guys, don't leave. Listen to the music. And I got to ask you, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today's a good day. You can do that right where you're at. If you need to recommit your life to Jesus Christ, you kind of wandered a little far off. And you think today would be a good day to write that and <clears throat> get reacquainted with God. I ask you to come back. Just pray right where you're at. Right where you're at in your chair, or your couch, or like me in your recliner. Not a bad way to worship, really. Do that right there. I want you to be nice to someone this week. Continue to worship and continue to serve. Me and the elders and the rest of us, we love you. We want to keep you safe. Thank you for watching.